for the 34th time. I am Nacho Flacco. This is Nacho Flacco, the podcast. We got news today, folks. Michael Thomas out there saving, saving all of us content creators and content producers and even the content stealers that are getting their content from Twitter. He's helping us all out. Starting beef on on Instagram, on the NFL on Fox page with Devontae Parker. I get into that. I get into Michael Thomas today. I think he's overrated. If you think he's a top five receiver in the league, we're going to disagree. And uh, I'll tell you why here in the next segment. And then just because, you know, I'm like, you know what? I had to do the exercise. I was like, man, where do I put Michael Thomas? Where do I put the rest of these guys in terms of top 10 current wide receivers in the league? So I break down my top 10 wide receivers in the NFL in the second segment. Make sure, guys, it would help me out a lot if you rate and reviewed. We're closing in on 200. I think we just need like 20 more reviews to get to 200. And make sure you're subbed. As well, that uh, the subs are the are the the key the key measure for whether or not uh, you know they're going to start bumping up your boy into the uh, you know best new podcast categories and shit like that. So um, anyway, I had a lot of fun with this one, and uh, hope you guys like it. Appreciate you listening. Thanks, guys. All right, so today's news news, I guess. Devontae Parker of the Dolphins, who had a great season last year. And Michael Thomas, who had a very, very, very good season last year. 149 catches. I think it probably set the record. 1,700-something yards. That led the league. Just a monster kind of stat accumulator season from Michael Thomas. Him and Devontae Parker got into a little bit of beef because uh, Devontae Parker commented that when given the choice between stopping Michael Thomas or catching a pass against Stephon Gilmore, keep in mind, Stephon Gilmore is a division rival. Devontae Parker's going to have to play him twice. This is classic. Don't give the other team bulletin board material. So he picks Stephon Gilmore, who just happens to be the defensive player of the year. And again, in his own division, a guy he's going to have to play twice. And Michael Thomas takes this as some kind of fucking slight. Because Michael Thomas is a fucking idiot. Like, I think Michael Thomas thinks that the... He doesn't think the Earth's flat. He thinks the Earth is Michael Thomas. Like, nobody... Wide receivers are a a pretty self-centered bunch. But Michael Thomas is, like, the guy right now. He's the guy right now that when you think like, okay, what wide receiver is gonna gonna take some some nothing comment and turn it into like, oh, okay, I'm gonna work out to this for the next three months. It's Michael Thomas. But Michael Thomas is fucking boring. I mean, aside from all this bullshit, Michael Thomas is just kind of a boring player. I mean, he's. He's doing things that, you know, it's, listen, I did I did this a few weeks ago with Larry Fitzgerald. He's he's doing tight end things. He's 6 he's oh he's 63 so he's so I, I pulled receivers over 62. 
with less than 12 yards per catch. Keenan Allen, Mohamed Sanu, those thrilling fucking players. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who is damn near 40, so I'm almost, I'm sorry he has to be on this list, but, and then there's Zach Ertz, Austin Hooper, and Kyle Rudolph. None of them, I mean, like, shit, I would rather, I would rather watch Zach Ertz's wife play soccer than fucking Michael Thomas play football. I mean, things you will never hear an announcer say when Michael Thomas is playing. Oh, Michael Thomas for a huge game. He could go all the way. Breeze drops back. He's got Thomas open deep. You're just never going to hear it. Those things don't happen. So I'm doing the I'm my next segment I'm doing I'm doing the uh, my my current top ten so players from twenty that are going to be in the 2020 season that are in my top ten wide receivers top ten wide receivers of, of like active players and I just started fucking poking around. Do you know Michael Thomas has only scored five touchdowns from farther out than twenty yards. I found this out because my my meme today was Michael Thomas has played with a Hall of Famer his entire career and he's never had double digit touchdowns, which you'd think he would considering he runs his mouth like he's the best receiver in football, but he's not. And I think there's like some, and there's Michael Thomas has his inferiority complex from like being a second rounder or whatever. And then you've also got all of the Saints fans. Not all of the Saints fans. Somebody made me say that to point out that there's a silent majority, blah, blah, blah. I'm Listen, if you're a Saints fan and you think Michael Thomas is overrated, it is, if you think that other Saints fans are overrating Michael Thomas by calling him a top two, top three, top one wide receiver in the league, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to these fucking morons that think Michael Thomas is doing anything special other than catching some bubble screens and some slants. So you've got Michael Thomas's obvious inferiority complex. Then you've got the Saints fans uh, insecurity com- infer- inferiority complex. And you merge those two things together and it's like a it's like a flywheel. It's like one just keeps the other fucking going because you know you know Michael Thomas who apparently is reading fucking NFL on Fox Instagram accounts. Maybe you'll work on your deep speed there, Mike. He's he's working on NFL on he's reading up on NFL on Fox Instagram accounts. Commenting, clapping back, trying to clap back at Devontae Parker, who's minding his own fucking business, basically. And so you know he's reading every one of these goddamn posts. You know he's seeing this stuff. The only reason he didn't see mine, people were tagging the shit out of him. I'm private. You can't, again, guys, you can't tag people in the comments on my thing. Just DM it to them. So Mike, Mike, who's sensitive as all hell, Mixed with a fan base who's sensitive as all hell. 
And it just kind of keeps feeding itself over and over and over and over and over again. Because you know, the, the Saints fans are up in his up in his comments, go, oh man, you're the greatest ever, and this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And he's actually starting to believe it. But this is a guy who's only five of his 32 touchdowns have come from outside of 20 yards. This guy is not a game breaker by any means. He's on a list with fucking Zach Ertz, Austin Hooper, and Kyle Rudolph. He's in my top 10, okay? But he's in my top 10 just because I was going to put Devontae Adams in there. And I wasn't going to leave out fucking Michael Thomas. He's in my top 10. I don't like how high he is in my top 10, but he's there. But again, this is a guy that's... Let me go through. So let me just cut to some of the comments. I'll save you some of the time from reading the comments from my post today. Here's one. Because my post was about touchdowns. So here's 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 a sample. He's a small Julio Jones. No, the fuck he's not. Julio Jones averages 14, 15, 16 yards per catch. Michael Thomas, like 10, 11. Somebody actually commented, oh, dude, 11 yards. It is a first down. He's moving the chains. Yeah, but why wouldn't you want 15? Like, you know that 15 is more than 11, right? And then when you factor... Anyways. When you factor in that he only catches, you know, let's let's call it 65% of the balls, right? That means they've got to throw him the ball, say, five times to get 30 yards. Whereas with... Julio, they've only got to throw him the ball three times to get 30 yards. Do you see how this works? Do you see why averaging 15 yards a catch is better than averaging 10, 11? <clears throat> Some numbnut said he gets them in scoring position. Like he's a third down running back. Or a, a, a short yardage specialist. <laughs> This is a he's 6'3. You drafted him in the second fucking round. He's out here running the same routes that fucking Bill Belichick's lacrosse players run. No one in the NFC, here's another one. No one in the NFC can guard him. No, they're letting him catch these fucking passes because they know he's not gonna score. He's not gonna get deep on him. He's not gonna break tackles. He's one of the least. Oh, here's here's one. It's the yak. It's the yards after catch. He is one of the least efficient yards after catch guys in the league. And when you look up his yak per reception, sure, Julio's near him. Some other guys are near him. But Julio's catching the ball four four yards farther downfield. The four yards Julio gets gets him to 15. Doesn't take him from 7 to 11. And some other asshole brought up fantasy points. And I love fantasy football, but if you're basing your fucking football knowledge off of fantasy football scoring and memes, please stop. Like, go get a book. Open up ESPN.com. There's plenty of great stuff out there. You can level up. It's possible. Anyways, like I said, he's in my top ten, but I'm not fucking happy about it. 
Okay, so as promised, here's my top 10 wide receivers heading into the 2020 season. I'm going to start from 10, count it all the way down to one. We're starting with the guy that was in the news today, Devontae Parker. Huge year this year. 1,200 yards, 72 catches, nine touchdowns. And, but you're like, but this guy, how is this guy a top 10 receiver? He's only had one good season. Well, let's go back to his rookie year where he averaged 19 yards per catch on 26 receptions. Only four starts. And so this dynamic talent, this first-round talent under Joe Philbin and Dan Campbell, averaging 19 yards per reception. Then the Dolphins hire offensive genius Adam Gaze, who was able to get Devontae Parker to go from 19 yards per reception down to 13.3, then down to 11.8, then down to 12.9, and then miraculously, Adam Gaze is fired. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Devontae Parker is averaging 16.7 yards per reception and has as many touchdowns in year five as he does throughout his entire career. Adam Gaze, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Gaze. Uh, Next on the list, at the number nine spot, Chris Godwin. 15 yards per catch, 86 catches, 1,300 yards. Now he gets Tom Brady. Like, there's a chance he even moves up even higher than this this season. My number eight wide receiver in the league right now is Devontae Adams. A reliable, if not remarkable, wide receiver. You know, doesn't get down the field as much as as, as I'm going to like the rest of these guys to. And I had him at the seven spot and actually slid him down to the eight spot because the guy in the seven spot is is one of my favorite receivers in the league. Let's stick with Devontae. Uh, multiple seasons with over 10 touchdowns. Gets it done in the red zone. But also can score from outside the red zone. 12, 12 of his 44 catches. This isn't a great percentage. It's only a quarter. But it's not fucking Michael Thomas numbers. 12 out of his 44 touchdowns have come from outside of 20 yards. So he can break something a little bit, but he's an underneath guy. Um, the number seven spot, I've got uh, Kenny Galladay, who I'm biased because he's on my fantasy team and I've picked him up and I've been nurturing him for a couple of years now. And finally, we get the big breakout season last the last two years. But back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons for him. Eight of his 19 career touchdowns are coming from outside of 20 yards. So the guy the guy can change the game. He's only in his, what, third, going into his fourth season right now. So I expect him to climb higher in this list as well. Um, and 16.7 yards per reception. And on top of that, led the league in touchdowns with 11. Michael Thomas is my number six receiver. Led the league in, in yards. Led the league in um, in catches. I think set the record 
all-time record for catches in a season. I don't like the way he does it. I think it's boring, but it's effective for what they do. So he's my number. God, I, I just hate having him this high, but um, he's my number six wide receiver in the league right now. Um, Amari Cooper is number five. In terms of, again, a, a dynamic guy, 15 yards per catch, um, 20 of his 20 of his 33 touchdowns have come from outside of 20 yards. That's remarkable. 10% of his, uh, just under 10% of all of his catches go for touchdowns. Tyreek Hill is my number four. It's a bit of a down year last year, but a pro bowler every year, both for his returning skills and for just being a fucking devastating wide receiver. 28 of his 41 touchdowns have come from outside of 20 yards. On top of all the yards he gets you. And more than 10% of his catches go for touchdowns. These are guys, going back to the last segment where I talked about Michael Thomas, these are guys besides... Devontae and Michael Thomas. These are guys that put actual pressure on defenses. Actual downfield game-changing pressure on defenses. And Michael Thomas and to a lesser extent Devontae Adams just don't do that. You've got to you've got to figure out a way to stop them and it's hard to stop them and they're great players, but you know, if you're giving me my pick, I'm taking other guys. Uh DeAndre Hopkins is my number three down year last year, as some of you numb nuts pointed out to me in my comments, that my, uh, Michael Thomas actually had a higher yards per catch than DeAndre Hopkins this year, which is convenient because DeAndre Hopkins had the worst year of his career, and every other year of his career has been his. Let's just put it this way: his career average is better than even Michael Thomas's best season in terms of yards per reception. And my number two wide receiver. Well, let's just let's just skip number two and go straight to number one. My number one wide receiver in the league right now, Mike Evans. He's never not had a thousand yard season. He just got Tom Brady. He averages fifteen point seven yards per reception. The last two years, averaging over seventeen yards a catch. Just an absolute monster. Twice he's been in double digits for touchdowns. More than 10% of his catches go for touchdowns. He can do it all. And then Julio, obviously, so we skipped from three to one. Julio is my number two. You know who Julio is. Uh, the reason I moved Julio, Julio was the top guy on, my, on this list for uh, about an hour. And I moved him down because, you know, He's over 30. He's he's into the back half of his career. He's going to start slowing down. And uh, as great as he is, and as long as I hope he plays because he's fantastic, he doesn't get in the, he weirdly doesn't get into the end zone. And between age and uh, and the and the and the end zone production, um, I went with uh, I went with Mike Evans for the number one spot. So agree, disagree. Let me know. Um, shoot me DM, you know, hit me up on DMs, join us in the discord. The link is in my bio on IG on Instagram and, uh, hope you guys enjoyed the pot. Thanks. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. Hope you liked 
what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500th PB&J. He has no idea Papa John's has new papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich. With Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust. Someone better tell that man. Get a new papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discounts, fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.